it's our podcast birthday again. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You know, like last week you were saying that now that we're four, we're like toddlers. To me, like I get the feeling of like we've done four years of high school and now we've like graduated on to college. Nah, I think we're babies no? still. I'm like, I don't know. I, I want to be the cool senior. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like having this like we're we're little babies. We're still little, little underdogs. We're still learning. We still oh, have buddy. no idea what the fuck is going on in the world. <laughs> <laughs> to be optimistic, we know more than we did before. Do we though? Well, to introduce ourselves officially, I'm Justine and I'm Ashley, fan of the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues. What's new? and this is the cutaways podcast where we normally talk about a movie that we've watched but this episode once ashley is done celebrating her hockey win can you believe that like i feel like we've been on this like it's been our b plot to these like past couple (laughs) episodes okay like two months of my life (laughs) were dedicated believing wholeheartedly that the blues were going to lose. Mm-hmm. And the fuckers subverted all of my expectations <laughs> and went on and made Brad Marchand cry. They broke Chara's jaw, sort of. He kind of broke it himself. Yikes. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, I mean, and then Tori Krug decided to, like, make poor little Robbie Thomas go through a portal somehow. I don't know. Without a helmet, he, yeah. But he's the reason that a rule got changed yesterday. So props to you, Tori Krug. Props to you. I feel like you need a hockey podcast. (laughs) I need, okay, I need a female hockey podcast. Yeah. There's not enough. And Mm -hmm. we all get shit on half the Mm -hmm. time. Like, do you even know about hockey? Like, yes, sir. Yes, I do. Maybe, Maybe one exists and people will let us know. Yes, please. It'd be nice. Okay. But we have to get to what we're getting to right now because this is our, our last episode of season four. And so next episode, we're kicking off season five of the Cutaways podcast. Who knew? Who knew we would go five years? Well, I mean, technically we're four years, but yeah, once we're into that, whatever. Like, who knew it would be like half a decade in? There are just so many rom-coms. <laughs> you sound broken. A uh, little bit. A little, a little bit, bit but little bit. Okay. but okay. So this episode, the first half is going to be us recapping uh, this past year, our little uh, awards. This is our what do we call them? Our Stanley Donan Awards. Our Stanley Donan Awards, yeah, something mm-hmm. like. There like there was something else that was added onto it, but I don't. You know, <laughs> it probably would be a smart idea for us to listen to the previous. <laughs> awards shows before we go and do and record another reward show but you know it wouldn't be our podcast if we did that right and i think next year we'll get lynn to write it can we yes please i'll start the twitter campaign now okay but then in the second half of the episode we've got questions to be answered from our listeners and they are quite fun and i can't wait to hear some ashley's Ashley's responses because she doesn't know the questions. <laughs> no. Are you ready for the awards? Do a little awards jingle. It's the 2019 Stanley Donen Awards with the Cutaways. Yeah! Shimmer, 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 shimmer. And then those... Like wind chimes, wind chimes, wind chimes, wind chimes. Yeah. Wind chimes. I'm going to wait for this police to pass. That's the shimmer I was looking for. (laughs) 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 Thanks, LAPD. We we provide our own sound effects. (laughs) The first category, as always, is most watched actor. Actor. In both of these actor, actress categories i have only two names this year not a lot of repeats this year our goal this year was to make some variety so yeah that's true for honorable mention we have mr amrish puri 
from Kushi and Shara Rat. <laughs> our favorite old man. Yes. Oh, our Indian grandfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just needed a hug both mm-hmm. times. And, of course, the winner in this category, to nobody's surprise at all, is Hugh Grant. <laughs> Damn it. Who we watched this year in Love Actually, Two Weeks Notice, and About a Boy. Too much. Too mm. much Hugh. Too mm. much Hugh. Oh, we got a lot of Hugh fans that listen. I know. Why? <laughs> you come to, like, listen to my hate fire towards that man. I don't... I Okay, I, like, kind of don't know why I hate him so much, but I really hate him. <laughs> you liked About like, a Boy, right? I did I did find him least detestable in About a Boy. <laughs> but that's because What's-His-Face was so good. Nicholas Holt? Uh, Nicholas Holt, yes. He was so good. Yeah. We need we need more of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to do a little growing up, and then we'll get back to him. He looks good in a suit. <laughs> he looks good in everything. He really does. Or nothing. <laughs> okay. Next back, category. Back. Yes. <laughs> the next category is most watched actress. And there is a tie. A tie? Mm-hmm. We have Ms. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, Reese. We watched this year in Sweet Home Alabama and Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. And also we have Kira Knightley, who we watched in okay. Bend It Like Beckham and Love Actually. Okay. I feel like you don't think of her as much in Love Actually since it's a big ensemble piece. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot that she was in that movie. Yeah. So not as quite a leading actress, but I I love them both. Yeah. No, they both are lovely. I would watch any rom-com that they were starring in. Yeah, I don't hate either one of them. They're beautiful. Mm-mm. They're beautiful humans. Our next category is most watched director. And we did not have any repeat directors within this year, but we had some recurring directors from previous years. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've had a couple. Back again, Nancy Myers, <laughs> Peyton Reed, Charles Herman Wormfeld. And Andy Tennant. Can we give the award to Peyton Reed? Yes, I knew you were going to say. Just because I follow him on Twitter and he's a beautiful human and he deserves it. And everything he does, we love. Yeah, (laughs) like like just straight up love. Yeah. (laughs) We don't even have to watch it. Oh, it's Peyton. Okay, yeah. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that. Nancy Myers to me is... I don't know. I'm not feeling not feeling the Nancy Myers projects. I still love the holiday. I know I say it every time you bring up, you but do it's say like it's it. such like, a guilty hu- It's like the only one that I really genuinely care about, but <laughs> Oh my god, I have to tell you, did you see on Facebook that I have been accused of having seen How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days before? And I yes. have absolutely no memory of and uh, like makes no sense to me that this would ever happen. I'm like, what alternate timeline? Did this scenario happen? Is this a Mandala <laughs> effect? I seriously, you know, I watched the movie and I was like, I don't know any of these plot details. It's completely yeah. surprising to me. Apparently you saw it with Nick. I mean, I get it because I was hanging out with Nick a lot that year. It was the summer before I went off to college and we spent a lot of time together. I just... <laughs> he had a live journal entry. <laughs> I, I, I do not... That's like irrefutable proof. No, I do. Like, seriously, it's so weird that I'm like, I don't remember this at all. No, I 100% believe you. But also, it's a live journal entry. Just (laughs) for for 2003. You're saying this holds up in in court. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it it, it does. (laughs) This is like, this is like Robert Mueller. Writing memos. Like, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to pull up exactly what he said. Present it to the court. Nick Connolly says, <laughs> I got bored, so I called Justine around five to see if she was back from going to the movies with her sister yet. Turns out she hadn't gone yet, so she invited me and we saw How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. 
And then I go on a mini rant about how I wish I had someone to do cute things for me, like the girl in the movie, LOL, because that was me at 17. That's what he said. That doesn't even make sense for the context of the movie. I mean, for a 17-year-old boy, it does. Does it? Okay, let's set the scene. 2003. Oh, God. 17-year-old boy. Paint your picture in your head. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I I remember... <laughs> I'm going back the summer of 2003, the best summer of my life. <laughs> you have to say that you're contractually obligated because he listens to the podcast, right? <laughs> His memory of this of this event was, yeah. you know, very clear for him that he had to go check, and he found his live journal entry. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Can I tell you though? That, like, my ex-boyfriends do this to me all the time. Like, I talk to a bunch of them still. And they were like, remember we did this or we watched this movie or you said this? And I'm like, I don't remember that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I am the worst. Because <laughs> I seriously do this. And I feel so terrible to my exes. Like, they remember me much better than I remember. <laughs> we had this wonderful time together. And I'm like, my brain... It doesn't hold it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it like wiped as soon as we broke up. It like just wiped that section. <laughs> I mean, I kind of believe that. Your favorite movie, you know, is... <laughs> I mean, Justine. Let's think about this. <laughs> Eternal Sunshine. Um, yes. Which is so funny because Eternal Sunshine is also a movie I make all of my boyfriends watch, which actually I kind of consciously don't do anymore because they always come back as we talk later and be like, I remember you made me watch Eternal Sunshine. And that was like one of our date nights. And I'd be like, I don't remember that. <laughs> See? <sighs> there's something wrong with me, no? <laughs> no, no, there's nothing wrong with you. The mind is just a very powerful tool. Once we break up, I'm like, you're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're just, you're done. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I have to move on. Like you have you, <laughs> you have Mark Ruffalo and Elijah Wood come over to your house in the middle of the night. Yes, I wish. And jump yes. on your bed in their underwear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wipe all these memories away. No, seriously, I do like apologize to all my ex-boyfriends that I remember nothing of our relationships. I'm really very sorry. And Nick and I weren't even going out at this time. This is like after we had gone out, but. We were best friends. But now I'm your best friend, so he's dead to you. Yes. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, I just remembered that, and I feel like I had to bring it up to the court that, I mean, like, I'm serious. I To me, that this never happened, but everybody wants to shame me, but I just don't want to be like, I was lying, you know? I I know. I 100% believe you. <laughs> but he also has evidence. Yeah. It's true. So, okay. I, it's like I believe him, then I also believe me. Yeah, yeah. Like you can, like you can hold those two situations in your brain at mm-hmm. the same time. Like you Total. have no memory of it, and that's totally valid and fair because who the fuck remembers anything when they were seventeen? I actually mm-hmm. my time hop came up, and it was one of my tweets, and it was just like trying to avoid being irrevocably violent, and I'm like. <laughs> You're like, which time is this? Can I tell you, I had the best um, Facebook memories today (laughs) from 11 years ago, 2008. My status was, Justine is really starting to hate Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Yet you're still on it. I'm going to post this and be like, and then I never went on Facebook ever again. (laughs) And then Nick responds to it and is just like, I have evidence. I have receipts. Oh, God. that's Nick. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my exes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I like tweeted, like trying to avoid being violent. And like I found it. And it was it was from uh, 2008 as well. And I'm like, sometimes I wonder, like, what was going on in my life 11 years ago? Because I have literally no idea. <laughs> But I wanted to be violent. We were both so angry. What's yeah. up with that? <laughs> right? I don't know, ma'am. Let's move on. The next category is most watched editor. Editor. You can edit that out. <laughs> editor. So much editing has been done. We have one this year. We have 
Nick Moore, who edited both Love Actually and About a Boy. Okay. Questions, sir. (laughs) He also previously was the editor for Notting Hill. Gross. You liked the editing in Notting Hill. I did like the editing in Notting Hill, but I did not like the movie in Notting Hill. I don't remember exactly why. Mm Mm-hmm. But I remember not liking Notting Hill. I'm like, oh, wait, no, that was the bookstore movie where he owned a bookstore of travel books. Yeah. Like, because why? Okay. So, our most watched year this year was 2002 with nine movies. Sup, 2002. We see you. Okay. Are you ready for our big two categories of the night? Yeah, let's get, let's get into it. Worst movies that we watched this year dun, dun, dun. i've got three runner-ups and then our winner okay okay so our third uh runner-up with 1.5 out of five is 2003's love actually <laughs> we really hated love actually <laughs> i know but then it's so funny that like we posted about and people being like oh i loved it when it first came out but yeah now it's does it it's terrible. It doesn't hold up at all. <laughs> We're like, ah. <laughs> we avoided it for a reason. Yeah, I guess. Okay, second runner-up with a score of one is one. 2002's Two Weeks Notice. All the Hugh Graham movies. I remember just when we watched this together, we were screaming how bad it was. Like, it caused us physical pain watching it. It did. It did. <laughs> Because Donald Trump is in it. Yep. And he makes some suggestive remarks about Sandra Bullock, America's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And you just want to kick him in the balls. Mm-hmm. Our first runner-up with a score of 0.75 is 2002's Crossroads. Oh, Crossroads. You know, as much as we scored it so low, I still love our discussion on it. Which makes me feel like fondly about it. That's good. Oh, Crossroads. I want to revisit. I, I want to revisit Crossroads. I want to be like, it doesn't seem that bad. And like the way that I just want to hold it and comfort it and tell it it's going to be okay in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I get and Especially that. to me thinking about like the shit that Britney Spears has been through. It is still going through. Mm-hmm. But did you see her young hot boyfriend? No. Britney. Brittany, what's good? Brittany. Google. He is a 25-year-old. Oh. Oh. Brittany. Ooh, he nice. Ooh. Ooh, I like this one. <laughs> Look at, he is smizing in this photograph, Justine. He's a model, isn't he? Yeah. Isn't he? Uh, I don't what care. He do? He's beautiful. He's something. He's Brittany Spears' boyfriend. That's what he is. <laughs> Get it. I can't believe I knew celebrity news before you. <laughs> I've been distracted. You've been in hockey world, and now I'm telling you what's going on with the little that I know. Okay, um, Ashley, do you have a guess as to what the worst movie is that we watched this year? No, my guess was two weeks notice, to be quite honest. <laughs> oh, Ashley, how you have forgotten. Coming in <laughs> at a score of 0.5. The lowest I think we can give something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did give something a zero at one point. Is 2003's Geely. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about Geely. <laughs> Fuck Geely. I feel like at this point we're like, was Geely even a movie? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, did it happen? Like, what? <laughs> how do you categorize a movie? Is it because it's is it just like they turned a camera on and like insanity happened and then we're like, ah, Geely, because because what the fuck was that? It was a series of monologues without any direction <laughs> and some yoga <laughs> and some weird ass yoga. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's our winner this year. And I feel like, I don't know, we put that in to be our winner, but I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm not going to do this podcast and not watch Gigli in my life, you know? I just didn't want Gigli to exist, so it doesn't exist anymore. It's like you. Your ex-boyfriends <laughs> don't, like, 
no. But if like in 10 years, I was like, hey, Ashley, remember we watched Geely? And you'd be like, we never watched Geely. <laughs> They're like, oh, we have a whole hour podcast on. How we, we seriously did. never watched Geely. <laughs> you will have to pull out like full on receipts. And even then you'll pull out the podcast and I'm like, no, that's not me. That's not video. <laughs> yeah, that that's clearly not me. This is a very good imitation. Deep fake, <laughs> fake news, bullshit. Bye. <laughs> this is what it's like to grow old. <laughs> yup. Um, okay. Do you want to move on to our best movies we watched this year? Yes, please. I need to, you know, wipe away Julie again. <laughs> again. Okay, so this one actually was a surprise to me. And a score of 4.125 is 2002's Shararat. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. I kind of don't remember it. <laughs> that was the one with the old people. Oh, it was the old people one? Yeah, that one was... Yeah. That had a really adorable plot that I feel like we never, ever get, which made yeah. it like unique and special. No, and I think that... That's like our top-rated Bollywood movie, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. No, that was great. Snaps to them. Yeah. The the rest I don't think are going to be surprises. So our second runner-up with a score of 4.25 is 2002's Secretary. Mm-hmm. 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 And one of our most listened to episodes. A lot of people jump in oh. to us listening to Secretary because they love it as well. They like that kink. <laughs> that's right if you listen to that episode it's because you're kinky and that's okay and we are here for it yeah we're just like bringing you into our little coven <laughs> our kinky coven our kinky coven our our <laughs> shame free that's the blanket for after co- dark yeah, <laughs> yeah it kinky is coven. <laughs> 110 percent need a photoshop young samuel gets you on it it's us and we're so cute and we got like our jammies on like the same thing but we're holding whips yes yes yeah no it's exactly that our first runner-up with a score of 4.5 is 1988's big oh big even with your creepy subplot i love big so no big was so good Tom I remember Hanks. when I was in New York and I went to FAO Shorts, the new one, and I, I yes. we weren't going to wait in line to do the keyboard because there was a really big line for the keyboard, mm-hmm. but but we did we did see somebody do do chopsticks mm. on the giant keyboard. It's amazing though that it's there yeah. Yeah. because it's still there because of this movie. The eighties have a strong like foothold in our lives still. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Do you know what our our Thanksgiving movie is for this year? No, what? If you have to guess, we are covering the year 2004, and Tom Hanks did release a movie in 2004. He's done a lot of movies. This is a really long (laughs) IMDb. Are we watching The Polar Express? No. What are we watching? The Terminal. Oh, I own that movie. I love that movie. It's such a good movie for like the holidays. I'm just like super pleased that I'm like we get an actual Tom Hanks movie in the movie year that we're watching. I'm excited. I'm so excited. So the best movie we watched this year was our only movie to receive a score of five out of five. 2003's Down With Love. Oh, Peyton. Which is amazing. Top top award. We watched Gigli and Down With Love back to back. We did. <laughs> and it had to happen because otherwise we would have been in like such a horrible depression. Yeah. Dude, I keep telling people about Down With Love. They're like, oh, I'm behind a few on your recent episodes. And I'm like, oh, you should definitely listen to the Down With Love. And they're like, really? Yeah. I thought, it was, I thought it was like a meh movie. I'm like, no, no. Revisit that. It's amazing movie. <laughs> it's a, it was well before its time. Yeah, so if I think that's one of those, like, if people watch it then, then they'll watch it now and be like, oh, my God, what did I missed out? Yep. Ashley, that's all our categories and our recap. Oh, we did so many, but yet so few. <laughs> <laughs> then let's get to our questions. First questions are from our patrons. Patrons? Jaslyn from High Expectations Podcast. 
with her little in-joke question of, if you owned a sheep, what would you call it? Billy goat. Billy goat. Yeah. You're like, hey, Billy goat. Hey, Billy goat sheep. I would 100% name a sheep Billy goat. Yeah. Well, now that you say that, I wanted to have a twin and name it Billy Joe goat. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Wait. No, we have to have three. So there's Billy goat. Billy Joe Goat, and then Billy Joe Goat Armstrong. <laughs> Billy Joe Goat Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question from Jaslyn is, well, it's not actually a question. It's a challenge. Okay. Add, swap, or subtract one letter from a movie you've covered this season. What is it now? Example, love actually is now glove actually. An ensemble's cast journey to finding the perfect pair of gloves so take a title that we've watched and add or subtract a letter to make a whole new movie i would do lunch drunk love and it's kind of like eat pray love with lots of like food you get food drunk it's it's a the gal's quest to finish molly shannon's cake at serendipity that i did (laughs) i gotta finish my blog about it but um that's hard i don't Mm -hmm. like if i could change the word because i'm terrible with spelling Ooh, how to lose a guy in 100 days that sounds like a really long movie (laughs) (laughs) it's just kind of like um 500 days of summer but from summer's perspective yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel, have we got a story for you? You can do a word swap. I'll permit it. Cows with love. You say cows? Yes. Cow- it's a beautiful animated tale <laughs> about cows. Cows with love. Cows with love. Because, <laughs> okay, like in my world, one cow is like at a, at a farm and they're visiting one another and they fall in love. But then that cow gets taken away to the other farm. And so the other cow has to like escape the farm to find her one true love. Aww. And it's animated. So nothing bad happens. Okay. But I also want to ask, is Cows with Love the alternate title to someone like you? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh my god. People have to listen to that episode for to understand what that means, I think. Oof. Oof. Okay. Okay, Diana from Happily Ever Aftermath. Her question is, of the movies you covered this season, which one would you spend a month living in? You don't have to live the plot, just the life. Hmm. I feel like you would be good in Legally Blonde too. Because I would be yelling at politicians all the time? Yes. Okay. I could agree with that. You would do good in Down With Love. Because you would mm. you would rock the 50s look. Like all those different outfits. You know, it is one of my favorite looks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you have to keep the pink hair. Yes. I feel like that would still work. I feel like that would still work in that, time, in, in that movie world. Yeah. I would love that. Oh, I would love that. It would be so corny and but great, you know? Yeah. Ooh, I kind of want to live sick. I'm like, can I live in secretary? <laughs> but not with James Spader. You'd have a different kink. <laughs> It'd still be a thing, but it wouldn't be with James Spader. Just, mm-hmm. just... It's just our most R-rated movie that we've covered this year. <laughs> yeah. Okay, our next questions are from Instagram. First up, from Caitlin from Her Head and Films. She wants to know, what are some of your... Favorite romantic comedies from other countries? Well, I think we did mention Shararat. That was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this one technically counts, but Brooklyn. <gasps> I love Brooklyn. But And that's technically an Irish movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. L- that was fantastic. I thought that was really well done. And that's technically a romantic comedy. That's all I was going to say. You know what I rewatched today? I grabbed it from the library. Juliet Naked. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I I watched it a year ago at the theater, and it's a Nick Hornby book with Ethan Hawke and and Rose Byrne and Chris O'Dowd, which is, like, perfect casting. 
I love it. Oh, God. And like I watched the making of featurette and they're like, if you were to make a baby between Nick Hornby's books, this one would be High Fidelity and About a Boy is Juliet Naked. I'm like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, pretty much. I just like stories of musicians who don't have their shit together. (laughs) And I'm counting that as a British film. (laughs) Okay, I count that. I, I think that counts. Well, even though I, it was made with, the, I think, the L.A. Film Fund. <laughs> Whatever. It's not. It was written. It, it's a Nick Hornby story. Yeah. So it's, I think that counts. Like, the origin of the story existed regardless of where the money came from. Mm-hmm. Okay. This question you're going to love. It's from Shake and Not Nerd. The question is, where did you guys get your idea for your logo? Well... I don't really remember. Was it Sam who just did it? <laughs> I think so. I feel like that that was just one of his struck by inspiration moments. Oh, it, because it started off and he wanted to to make a cartoon of us holding up the baguettes after Oh yeah. He made the Viva Lapine thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in the original concept art of the logo, I had a baguette instead of a microphone. Yeah. In my hand. <laughs> Could you imagine but, if that was our logo? But it didn't come off right in yeah. like in the, the tiny logo of it all. Yeah. I I don't think anybody knows that. That's new cutaways trivia. Yeah. <laughs> it was all Sam. Yeah. Sam does all of our art. It's Ashley's husband, the third mm-hmm. cutaway. <laughs> Not really. He's just the ghost of the podcast. All right. He's the ghost. (laughs) (laughs) That sometimes off mic voice (laughs) that haunts us. Sometimes. Sometimes we just have to we have to record in the living room because it's way too fucking hot in my bathroom or in my bedroom. (laughs) Imagine if we recorded in your bathroom. It would be fun. Could you imagine? It would be fun, except like one of us would definitely have to sit on the toilet because there's no room. That's true. That is actually Unless you true. get in the tub because you're tiny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Our next uh, round of questions are from Lady Pod Squad. And Bring it on, squad. Again, Diana <laughs> asks, if for some reason the calm part of the movies you covered disappeared for one episode... What is the romantic non-comedy movie you would each want to watch and review? So it still would have to be a romantic movie? Uh, yes. And it could be like a romantic drama. Oh. I feel like I have an answer. Okay. I've never seen The Notebook. (laughs) And I feel like in the spirit of the podcast that like I would have to like offer it up, you know? Yeah, that's a good one. See, I don't like, this is hard for me because I don't like, if I'm not interested in something, I don't hold it in my brain sometimes unless Mm -hmm. I like absolutely hate it. On the spot, I can't think of a romance movie that I haven't seen that I think I would want to review. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I don't actively seek out romance movies. Like that's the other thing. I agree. (laughs) I feel like I've only recently started liking romantic comedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is kind of a cop out, but I think it would be fun if we reviewed Carol. I think that would be fun. Okay. Uh, We have a couple questions from Rosanna from Six Degrees of Wiki. Bring it on. And her question uh, might sound familiar to us. And for those who have listened to our episode on Best Forevers... Uh, her question is, what quality do you admire most in each other? Which people should just uh, at this point listen to um, best the Best Forever yeah. episode that we were on. <laughs> yeah. We cried and talked about how much we loved each other. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, we did. I think we talked about this a little bit. I like Justine's organization and ability to like organize her life to a degree that I cannot do ever. Like I can't I can't hold that in my brain. For some reason, I think because I get so organized at work that I mm-hmm. cannot be organized anywhere else because that is already such a challenge that I'm like, OK, at home, I can be crazy and that's OK. 
So boom. But yeah, no, Justine like comes over and cleans my house. <laughs> I would if you'd let me. <laughs> it's not me. It's Sam. It's, I know it's honestly it's Sam. Sam. <laughs> I know. Quality I admire most about Ashley. I was going to say anger, but like what's a nice way to say like my ability to not give a fuck? Not not give a fuck, but just like I've never I don't have that ability to just like to get angry. I get like upset and I like cry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have the ability to like really like take it out on someone, you know? I'm like too <laughs> nice or you know, <laughs> I mean like I can get mad at people, but I mean like I I don't know. I take it too personally. I like I get too hurt by things instead of just being like, oh, no, you did not just, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I don't know. I feel like you have that ability and I don't like using the anger as like Captain America's shield to be like, you do not get to treat me this way. Like, fuck yeah. off kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> when people bring up my anger, I'm always like. Yes, it's real. Yes, I hate it. Yes, I'm going to go like hide in the corner over there and be very angry that you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it we would can... weird you I knew it would weird you out by me saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. I can't have confrontations. <laughs> okay. Next anyway, uh, question yeah. from Rosanna. If the memory of Every rom-com in history was to be washed away Noah's Ark style. Which two would you save? Definitely would save Down With Love. It's from this year. Are we going with from just this, this year? year? Uh, let's yeah, do this year and then let's do all time. Okay. I would say Big was our second, our runner-up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Big. Big and uh, Down With Love. Mm-hmm. Now for like rom-coms of all time and they have to represent rom-coms for forever? Uh, His Girl Friday. Yep. And uh, When Harry Met Sally. Yep. You, I knew, I, I was like, we know the answers. Those are, those are our answers. Those are our answers for like everything, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our next question is from Meg from Indoors Women. Also, I am, ha I have a new podcast with Meg. <laughs> Which Yay. More podcasting for you. <laughs> Meg, Amanda, LJ, and I have a new podcast called Pot Appetit, which comes out this week. Anyway. Is it about um, food? About food, where I get to cook things on occasion. Cook things. Because <laughs> you're vegan. Because I'm vegan. I'm the, veg I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the trope vegan of the show. Sounds about right. <laughs> okay, Meg's got a complicated question. Okay. She says, can we get a pitch of a rom-com starring you? What would the leading fella be like? What's the ideal meet cute? Where would it be set? And who would play your quirky best friend? Well, I feel like my actual marriage is a romantic comedy plot. Mm-hmm. Because we met at a bar for a mutual friend's birthday where we had to wear something that related to comic book characters. And so I wore my sexy hot topic Harley Quinn skirt. Mm -hmm. And Sam wore his Batman shirt. <laughs> and we knew of each other and I thought he was an asshole and he thought I was a bitch. And things and then, haven't changed. <laughs> yeah, and no. No things have not changed, but <laughs> we looked at one another and fell in love. Oh, it's true. That's exactly how it happened. That is kind of how it happened, yeah. So then you would be my quirky best friend. Yeah. I think that part's the answer if we would be each other's quirky yeah. best friend. I feel like my rom-com is yet to come and it would be like she was a small town gal, script supervisor, and there was some steamy romance on set. No, you need to stop meeting him on set. <laughs> It's the only place I go. <laughs> no, you need to go to like mix stages and stuff. You need a sexy audio mixer because we need more <laughs> friends in audio. Their darkened caves were destined to meet. <laughs> he was helping you mix a podcast. They didn't like going outside. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It is 100% perfect. 
And then they played board games together. Mm-hmm. It all checks out for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a question from Amanda from Amanda's Picture Show Go Go and like four other podcasts. Her question is Who is dreamier, Cary Grant or Peter O'Toole? Cary Grant? Cary Grant. <laughs> like, is Peter she, O'Toole? It's, was- she had just listened to our How to Steal a Million or whatever that movie was called episode mm-hmm. with Audrey Hepburn and Peter O'Toole. And we're like, Peter O'Toole is pretty dreamy. But yes, we have had lots more instances with Cary Grant. I feel like we've gotten to know him more as a rel- well-rounded guy. As a human. Mm-hmm. Human soul. man. Yeah. Don't you miss Cary Grant now? I do. Like, I really do. Yeah. We need to do some, we need to pepper in some flashbacks every so often. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, we need to have like a Cary Grant, like we hit like an emergency button and we're like, okay, this next one we're doing a Cary Grant movie. (laughs) Like we only get one. Yo. Like one a season. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like the the Thanksgiving, but it's also like emergency Cary Grant infusion because the movies that we've watched so many times back to back to back have been terrible and we need like a reset in our soul i feel like that's a good Mm -hmm. idea that's a great idea thanks amanda we're gonna add that to our new season (laughs) season five uh amanda also asked another question on facebook what's each of your favorite non-rom-com movie from the past year that you've watched in your life this year oh jesus there's been so many (laughs) of course i'm like i don't remember anything i watched this year you put me on the spot and my mind goes blank um (laughs) like 2019 or 2018 do do last year i mean this year has just started 2018 best movies movies. (laughs) oh this is easy for me spider-man into the spider-verse i absolutely loved that movie it should have been nominated for best picture it, it it was so good it was so well thought out the representation in it was really well done it brought so much originality to the spider-man story and the spider-man origin story that i was just super happy for it and for sony pictures because they needed a win i still haven't seen it because it's not on prime yet <sighs> i'm like i feel like i haven't seen any great movies it was kind of a meh year. Black Klansman was good. Us was really good. I did not watch Us. I am not a horror movie person. I did not like Fantastic Beasts. I watched that on an airplane. Booksmart was really good. No, I think I think you need to watch Into the Spider-Verse. Because I have like similar feelings about that movie that I do about Lego Batman. Yeah, I really did want to see it. I I missed it. Like, I went home to Massachusetts. I couldn't watch it. And, like, it's on the top of my list. So far, I mean, like, yeah, there's been good movies, but nothing that has been, like, really... Unless I'm completely forgetting something that I said I really liked. (laughs) Okay, our last question is from Twitter from Janelle from Three Sipping Sisters. And her question is, what are your thoughts on Always Be My Maybe and... The need for people of color in the main ship on rom-coms. I really enjoyed Always Be My Maybe. It didn't have the to all the boys I loved before like feels for me, but absolutely loved everything, single thing about Keanu Reeves in it. <laughs> loved like the concept around it. Loved the like little pepperings of Asian culture within it. And that's something that you wouldn't get from quote-unquote white people making Mm -hmm. a movie like that which i think is the same it's the same for just any type of diversity added to a movie like you have black panther and you wouldn't have had the thought process behind t'challa having an accent that he does because he desperately wanted it to sound like no this is what a black african would speak like without colonialism ever touching it Mm-hmm. that accent so he worked really hard with like an accent coach to make sure that that and that's a that's something that you wouldn't necessarily think of as somebody who's not within that culture mm-hmm. aspect of it I think the quiet place is also another really good example because they didn't necessarily think about the sound 
part of it until they had uh, the little girl talk about her deafness with John Krasinski. And he's like, oh, we have to add that into the, the sound design of the movie. And that's how that movie became that. I did finally watch that movie. That's good. Isn't it good? It is good. Yeah. Awesome. Always be my maybe. I've watched it twice. I really like it. And it's a good, like, fills you up on those rom-com feels. Like, it's very traditional in that sense, but very untraditional where I'm like, gosh, the movie is so tight, but then has still all these, like, twists and turns and doesn't go where you think it's going to go. And actually, one of my favorite parts is how it ends with a man crying, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I'm like, I love that. (laughs) I was almost really mad at that movie. I'm not going to lie. I was almost really mad because you talk about how you wrote a rap song about how you punched Keanu Reeves and then you don't ever bring it up. But then it's the credit song. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. that makes up for it. But yeah. Almost really mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was great. I loved a lot of things about it. I loved the memes that came out of it, too. Mm -hmm. Like, not just the Keanu Reeves memes. Like, the the memes about about Randall Park and him being a straight-up snack. (laughs) (laughs) I really love... Sorry, I was just, like, talking about the movie. I'm like, I just really love how it's the new kind of turn the trope on his head of the woman being like no this is my career so Mm -hmm. get with it or get out and he has to get with it instead of like somebody brought up like comparing it to devil wears prada as having that similar line yeah the guy is just like no it's me or the career yeah i i still have a problem with movies that make it a one thing or another like I, mm-hmm. I, there is like a certain like a problem that I have with the duality between a woman having to choose between a career and a relationship because y- you can manage both. Well, I think that this one was successful with it. No, I, I do. I, I just there's still that premise of she still has to say it. She still has to say, no, it's my fucking career. Like yeah. she shouldn't have to say that. Like it's we more shouldn't, like, we well, this a- is my life. Yes, I think that that's a better way of putting it is like this is the way that this is who she is and you have to accept. Yeah. That. Like the no, responsibility yeah. that comes with that. Yeah, no, and I felt like very similar to that of like, yeah, if you're going to be in a relationship with me, like I would really like you to be there when we do like red carpets and stuff, you know, like Yeah. Like for my movie coming out later this month. <laughs> Boom. Mentions. (laughs) But yeah, but definitely I love that Netflix is giving money to women, to giving money to women of color. Like there is to all the boys. There's someone great. There is Napoli Ever After. Like all these new rom-coms are featuring this new type of woman. And it's great because we can see ourselves on screen for everybody. Like Peter, Podstalgic Peter, did a review of Always Be My Maybe, and it's just freaking, he loves all those little things. Like, on Twitter, I saw him, he's just like, she's got the spam, you know, at the beginning with her rice. He's like, yeah. he's like that is perfect. You know, I love seeing that, you know. Yeah. He's so excited to see it. I think that what what it's coming down to for, for me is that I just, it's like, even though I'm inundating myself with rom-coms, it's like, it's still, it's not my, like, go-to genre. Mm-hmm, kind of thing for sure so I think I just I might be getting a little into that where I'm like oh everybody loves this thing but yeah it was good but it's not my yeah. thing yeah like, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's definitely great. not yeah, the be all end all <laughs> yeah like I can appreciate it for what it is but yeah 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 I I sometimes get so sick of what we do because I'm like another white person movie <laughs> Yeah. But we're getting there. Like I said, we're going to hit 2004 really soon, which is more independent films. So yay to that. Lesbian movies. Let's bring on the lesbians. (laughs) Okay, so coming up a little bit on season five of the Cutaways podcast, we already said what our Thanksgiving was going to be. We're going to be watching films from 2003, 2004, maybe 2005 if we get to it. 
If not, because we go on extra weeks of extended vacation, as sometimes we do, <laughs> we're going to be watching some of the most well-known rom-coms of 2004, including Mean Girls, which would be my first time watching it. Oh, you've never seen Mean Girls? I did not know that. I've been saving it for four years for you, Ashley. <laughs> oh, okay. That was like a movie of my generation. <laughs> We're also watching Garden State, which used to be a movie of our generation, but is now... I don't think it holds up. We'll find out. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. What? We were we are a little bit in different generations. <laughs> All I remember really is that uh, Natalie Portman is a manic pixie dream girl. Yep. But next time, next episode, we are doing 2003's What a Girl Wants. <laughs> what a girl wants. What, what a girl, girl needs. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. Tet. Not thanking you for giving it to me, I think. I don't know. It's beautiful. Yes, give it to her because she wants it. And she needs it. Okay, we're not going to do credits or anything this episode because you've heard Who it all needs before. needs credits? <laughs> Everything's on thecutaways.com. Yeah. Send us things. Bye. The end. <laughs> the end. Thanks for joining us in the blanket fort. Yeah. Or the, what did we call it? I've already forgotten. I'm so tired. The the kink coven. The kink coven. Thanks for joining us there as well. <laughs> Ashley and I are going to go to sleep now. Bye! Hey folks, how's it going? My name is Augie and I host a podcast called The Short Stories of Augie Peterson. Once upon a time, I had two blogs. Then one day, I started listening to podcasts. They seemed like a lot of fun and would combine the thing I was always afraid to share with the world, my writing, with the thing I had no choice but to share, my theater background. So I decided to combine them into a podcast for those millennials that don't have time to read two blogs. I read the original short horror stories I write every other Tuesday and review really terrible horror movies from Netflix, Redbox, Amazon Prime, and even the dollar store with massive amounts of snark every other Thursday. On the first Saturday of each month, I tell my listeners about five new indie artists that I have interviewed that I think they should know about. So if you like terrible horror movies, learning about new artists, really good horror stories, and total nerds, this is the podcast for you. Check out the short stories of Augie Peterson wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, go to augiepeterson.wordpress.com. Toodaloo!